Welcome to the podcast Down There by Laura McCaig, a physical therapist who is absolutely dedicated to educate, inspire, and empower others to discover that pelvic health and wellness is important, that it doesn't have to be embarrassing or intimidating, and that it can actually be fun to learn about. So let's have some fun learning today. Now on to the show. This episode of Down There is brought to you by Laura McCaig Physical Therapy, where we help men and women find real solutions to leakage, pain, and other problems down there. Let us help you regain your dignity, stay fit and active, and enjoy your family time, social life, and intimate relationships again. You can find us at www.lauramccaigpt.com. Well, hello, everyone. And welcome to the next episode of the podcast, Down There. I am Laura McCaig, your host. Um, I'm a pelvic floor physical therapist, and I do treat men as well as women. Now, at this time, it is September, and it is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. And I'm, I'm doing a lot of education and promotion of that. And because of that, I, I haven't ever shared my story of how I got into this niche. I, I've shared how I got into pelvic health, but I haven't really shared about, you know, why men's health. And so I thought I would do that for this podcast. One question, now I've never been asked, but several of my female colleagues have been asked this, either by clients patients or um, other healthcare providers is this. Does your husband know that you do this? Now, I don't know about you, but that makes me wonder, well, what kind of a question is that? And why are you even asking that? I mean, would you really ask your female doctor if her husband knows that this is what she does? Or would you ask your male gynecologist or urogynecologist, does your wife know that you do this? I mean, that's just, I don't know, kind of weird. And I don't know why people ask that question. But it does beg the question, how did you get into this? You know, why did you decide to go that route? There are not a lot of pelvic floor physical therapists who do treat men. There's even fewer male pelvic floor physical therapists who treat men. And so I just want to share that story today. Actually, I guess that first came about when I started my training to become a pelvic floor therapist quite a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago. And I took my first class and I was just blown away by how much I did not know about this part of the body. And I was not alone. Most of us in our class were really surprised. Wow, we had no idea. And it was really exciting to now have a few skills to help people in this area. And yeah, it was really more geared toward women. You hear a lot 
women's health. We learned the pelvic floor muscles as they relate to the female anatomy, people with vulvas and vaginas and uteruses and all that. But we really didn't learn the male version of the anatomy. We did talk a little bit about that. And I remember that question being posed by the instructor and saying, yeah, people might ask you, does your husband know you do this? And I thought about it and I thought, well, would I treat men and what would my husband think about it? So when I got home, I asked him and we had a good talk about it. And I said, if I decided to treat men, what would you think about that? Would that bother you? And this is what he said. He paused for a bit and he thought, and he said, well, are the men that you would be treating coming to you because they have a medical problem that is very distressing for them? I said, yes, yes, they would. They, they would have a medical problem. Incontinence, sexual dysfunction, pain, things like that said, okay, and would you have the professional skills and knowledge to treat them and to address this medical problem? I said, yes. And he said, what's the problem then? Go help them. And I tell you, that really meant a lot to me to get my husband's blessing on that. Yes, he does know what I do. And he fully supports the fact that I'm helping other guys who have um, problems with leakage pain or other issues down there. So that was the first step. The second step of this whole journey it took a very unexpected turn when uh, my dream job fell apart very unexpectedly. And I was left with um, basically nothing to fall back on. And I ended up in a geriatric setting, which I said I would never, ever, ever do. Never say never. Um, but I, I eventually ended up working in a nursing home. I needed the hours I really liked the rehab manager and she liked what I had as a skill set. She wanted somebody to be able to address the pelvic health issues of these people in the nursing home. Nobody was doing it. They were asking for it. And she said, go do whatever you need to do. I'll support you. And so one of my very first, well, my first male patient was a gentleman. Let's call him John. He was a veteran. And he came there for short-term short rehab. And he was going through radiation treatment for prostate cancer. Now, he had other medical issues as well that complicated everything and made it difficult for him to walk, get around, keep his balance, etc. As he was going through therapy, he kept talking to the other therapist that he was getting up every 20 minutes at night 
Yeah, every 20 minutes at night to use the bathroom. And he couldn't stand that. And when he got up, he would get dizzy. And he was a pretty tall guy. And so that fall risk, the risk of him falling and injuring himself was really high. As he talked to the male therapist he was working with, this guy came to me and he said, hey, could you help this guy? I said, uh, yeah, I think so. And so he went over to him and he said, hey, John, we have an expert in women's health who probably can help you. Would you like to see her? He, he was a little silent. He said, sure. And I wondered why I was called an expert in women's health and it was a guy that I was going to work with. But anyway, we started working together. And I remember the first session, the evaluation, I gave him what I give most people, a functional assessment test. And it had all these questions on it to help determine what's your baseline. I do this with everybody. What is your baseline? Where are you at in um, what, what's your impairment level? How much is this bothering you? And it gives a number. It's objective. If you're going through Medicare, they really like the numbers as well. And it gives you a way to chart your progress. Well, he came back after filling it out. And he looked at me with a glare and he tossed that assessment in front of me and he said, you need to fix that. And I looked and he had taken a red pen and crossed out every word that said women or woman or she. And he had corrected it to women and men, he or she, etc. He made his point. He said, now, this is not just a women's health issue. Laura, I am feeling left out here. Now, why do you call it women's health when we men have issues too? And I was kind of speechless, but he had a very good point. I hadn't even thought about what the instructions of the assessment said it was geared totally toward women. I didn't even catch it, but it really ticked him off. And I really thought about that. So I began to be a student of learning how distressing pelvic floor issues are for men. He felt safe in discussing that with me, and he was very open. And I really did learn a lot. I had no idea that, and I kind of say it jokingly, but it's serious. I didn't know how much it mattered to a man how he pees, but it does. And I didn't know how distressing it is for a guy when that goes wrong or when it doesn't work like it should. And it's very, very distressing for a lot of people. Now, I will never understand 100% what that's like, but that doesn't mean I can't help, right? So I listened to him, and we talked, and we went through the therapy, and we did, you know, the only things I knew to do, which weren't a whole lot at the time, but he got better. 
And he was so thankful that there was someone willing to take him seriously, willing to listen and and honor what he had to say and respect it, to give him that privacy and confidentiality to share some very, you know, personal, personal things. This is a very intimate area. It's hard to talk about it. It's hard for women to talk about it. I think it's even harder for guys to talk about it. And then to actually give him something that he can do about it, rather than just telling him, well, let's wait and see if your bladder control comes back. Oh, I don't know if there's anything we can do for you. You know, he didn't want that. He wanted to be in the driver's seat and he wanted control back. And he worked hard. And he got to a point when he was able to go home that he thought he was actually, his bladder control was actually better than before he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And that amazed me. I was, I was thrilled to hear that. And so was he. He was able to enjoy time with his family again. He was only getting up maybe once at night. Now, that was after about 12 weeks of therapy. But again, there were a lot of medical issues going on that made things extra challenging. He also had a lot of pain with sitting from the radiation. And we were able to address that as well. So whenever he would go to the VA, for his um, regular appointments. And he even wrote me a letter and gave me permission to share this. He said, Laura, whenever I go into the VA and I go to the urologist's office, I tell all the men in the waiting room about you. And he was so excited that he was getting better. He wanted to share that with other men who had similar problems so that they could find help as well. So that is how I got started with male pelvic health. And I I treated several other men there at at the nursing home. And then when I went on to start my own private practice, it was kind of interesting. I got a little bit of flack for it. I got people who didn't quite understand it. I actually got told on several occasions, that I have a little too much masculine energy and I'm imbalanced and I need to get more in touch with my feminine side. I don't really know what that means. But maybe that just means I'm kind of wired for this work. Um, it's something I'm, I'm comfortable with. You learn to be comfortable with things that are originally uncomfortable. Talking to a guy about how his penis works was really difficult at first and giving the cues to activate the right pelvic floor muscles in the right position for a man, boy, that took me a while to feel comfortable with saying that to a guy. Um, Now it's, I'm okay with it. I wouldn't say it's a big deal. It's not a big deal because To someone who comes in to see me, yes, it is a big deal. It's intimidating. It's a little scary or it's a lot scary. And 
I want them to feel as comfortable as they can. So that's kind of part of my journey. That's how I got into it. I do treat women as well as men, but what I'm learning, the more, the more I practice and the longer I'm doing this is that, yeah, women are pretty underserved when it comes to pelvic health. And I could do a whole podcast about that. You know, it's not top of mind in the medical community. They do not automatically get sent to pelvic physical therapy after they have a baby. I think they should. When they have pain or when they have prolapse, usually surgery is their first option. They are not, maybe rarely, they are referred to physical therapy as an option to start with. Does this sound familiar, guys? Have any of you been through this yourself? But as much as women feel underserved, I think men feel even more underserved. I mean, that's an area that a lot of doctors, it's not that they're trying to hold a corner of the market or they don't want to do it. They just don't know about it. It's not in their training. And men really have a hard time finding a pelvic floor physical therapist. One, there's not a whole lot of us around. Most pelvic floor PTs will treat only women. And second reason, again, it's just not well understood yet. Somebody who has prostate pain is automatically labeled as having prostatitis, which technically is an infection of the prostate. But for nine out of 10 guys, that is not the reason they hurt. It's usually something to deal with the pelvic floor muscles, but that's never addressed it's never mentioned. And my clients tell me, both past, present um, clients from other therapists, they, they say very similar things. You know, they say, I feel validated now. Nobody seemed to believe me. People thought it was all in my head. I was making it up. Thank you for not thinking that I'm some strange, perverted person for coming here. That makes me sad to hear that guys have to go through that. And that's what is being thought about their requests to have their pelvic health addressed. And it's either ignored or dismissed or um, treated with suspicion. And I hope to turn that around. I want to become an educator and an advocate as well, as well as someone who can treat these conditions. So that is a bit about me. That's a bit about my story. Um, it's far from over. I think I'm just getting started. But if you are listening and you've got a problem with the pain or leakage, um, sexual dysfunction, Anything in those, those man parts or the private parts that you know something's not right, listen to your gut. You're probably right. 
just because the doctors can't find it or the test came back negative or I couldn't find anything does not mean there's nothing wrong. It just means they haven't found it. It just means maybe they haven't pointed you to the right solution. Well, that's where I come in and that's where a lot of other physical therapists around the country come in for with that. Um, we're well connected. It's so nice to be able to refer someone to a therapist in Texas or Georgia or New York City or Louisiana to say, hey, your dad's going through this. I know somebody in that area. Go contact them so that he can get help. He can get better and he can get back to his life. Um, and if I can help you with that or your husband or your dad or your boyfriend, the man in your life, contact us. Check out our website, www.lauramckeggpt.com. We'll have contact info um, in the description of this podcast. But we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your story. Do you have a story of how pelvic floor physical therapy helped you? Would you like to share it? Contact me. I would love to share that either in writing or have you as my podcast guest. Hey, in this COVID-19 climate, we can do that via Zoom. That would be awesome because I do know that men are very, very encouraged when they hear other men share their journey and share that journey of hope and to say, hey, boy, I sure had a hard time finding this, but it helped. And if I can help one other guy not have to go through what I did, it's worth it. Thank you for listening to the show. Drop in a comment and let us know how you liked this last episode. Now, do you have questions or do you want to know more about us? Perhaps you're ready to take that next step. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Laura McCaig PT or visit our website at www.lauramccaigpt.com to learn even more. Thank you.